Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's wonderful to see you, Jordan. We're in the season here in Los Angeles where you and I live. Well, certainly you you live in Pasadena, mm-hmm. the Rose City. Isn't Portland also the Rose City? I think it's a bit, it's a quite a uh, rivalry. Yeah. Between various Rose Pasadena cities. Pasadena should invade Portland. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the the tweeest war in history. They'll just have to wait until there's a USC game, USC football game at the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. in order to have the bodies they need to really smash it out there in right. Portland. There's a lot of brunch-related rivalries. Yeah, sorry, Portland Thorns FC. Mm-hmm. Got some UFC, USC linemen to take care of you. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I was just going to say about the weather. Yeah, let's we're hear in about the, We're mean? in the season in Los Angeles where you see that the calendar has turned. You note that it's the end of September, the beginning of October. You're having fantasies about falling leaves and brisk walks in the park. And one day the weather changes. One day you look outside, it's overcast. You look at the weather forecast and you think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on a light coat. Oh yeah. You think to yourself, I'm going to put on long pants, maybe even blue jeans. You say to yourself, I'm going to be prepared for the coming of autumnal temperatures. Mm -hmm. You go outside, it is a beautiful day. Maybe you get yourself a hot apple cider. And just a suggestion, it's not a requirement, but you could get yourself a hot apple cider. Um, And then two days later, it's 90 fucking four. (laughs) It's 94 again. It's just Los Angeles like, ha ha, gotcha, asshole. I had 12th year in a row, fuck face. I had two, I had two cardigan nights last week and they were beautiful. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to listen. LA's hot. Climate change is only making it worse. It will only get worse. It won't get better. This is going to get worse. Um, So I just like fucking enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it. And I'm like, these are my two cardigan nights. I'm looking Mm -hmm. great. Um, Feeling great. Maybe I'll push up the sleeves if I need to like eat something. That's a good feeling. Yeah. I would say Cardigan then, Nights is probably my my favorite Brian Ferry album from the nineties. Does that sound <laughs> like the right? We're Cardigan gonna have to Knights. bring our guest in. Cardigan so. Nights is a uh, is a specific battle in the <laughs> Pasadena Portland War. <laughs> uh, we lost a lot of good men. We lost a lot of good men <laughs> during right. during the Cardigan Nights. Maybe it's a special force. Maybe it's like a specially trained force in the Pasadena-Portland War. Um, anyway, call out the Cardigan Knights for special missions. Um, yeah, so I had my two Cardigan Knights. They were great. I I cherished them. You know, I'm not I'm not crying because they're gone. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing because they happened. Yeah. And yeah, but I I discovered that yeah, it is it is now too hot to wear the cardigan. Except if I just like if I'm only wearing the cardigan, mm. like around the house, then That's it's fine. Nice, it's fine. That's, yeah. Is it a, is it a soft? It's not a. It's is it a. What, what are we looking at? A merino, a, a all new wool. Are we talking no, about a merino, I mean, a cashmere blend, silk and cashmere. 
Oh, I don't know. It's from that. Um, it's from that kind of like Japanese essential store Muji. Yeah, it's a Muji. It's oh, probably pretty nice. Probably a, a nice synthetic blend. It's great. Or also throw this out there. Maybe you got iron nips, so you're not sweating it. You know what I mean? Well, that's not true. No, <laughs> these little these little babies are sensitive. Ooh, Aww. ooh, don't touch me. Maybe a little. Ooh. <laughs> Shut up, nipples! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm on a work call. <laughs> I'm on a fucking God work call. God damn it, this is a funeral! <laughs> I am speaking at a yeah. funeral! <laughs> and yeah, maybe I shouldn't be wearing a cardigan and only a cardigan at a funeral. Yeah, it's disrespectful <laughs> to the dead, sure. But it was the only black top I had! Sure, yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Fucking nipples, man. (laughs) You know what, Jordan? Let me just say this. You're not Hmm. the only one that hates your nipples, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Do you? Are you having some issues with your nipples? 20 years. 20 years we've known each other, Jordan. 20 years I've been biting my tongue. Oh, boy. I haven't said a word this whole time. Two decades. Here it comes. We've been working together, Jordan. The whole time I have been keeping keeping it in. Dennis, Dennis Miller's dead, and there's a yeah. new guy in town to <laughs> yell at your nips. <laughs> um, wow. It's been a long time since we've had this guest on the program, and I wish we'd prepared something more appropriate to open the show with. Something that wouldn't... She's an acclaimed... Jordan, this is an acclaimed literary figure we have on our show this week. Yep. She's the author of numerous best-selling books of uh, popular history told with a humorous bent. Uh, Her famous voice has been heard on public radios around this great nation for lo these many decades. She's perhaps Montana's most legendary resident when uh, Dan Rather and David Letterman and Michael Keaton and Huey Lewis... And a few other people are, are at their houses in L.A. Chris Fairbanks, too. Chris Fairbanks, also. What do you say? This guest or Chris Fairbanks? Who's the more legendary child of Montana? Um, well, let's let's decide that definitively at the end of the episode. <laughs> Great. <laughs> See how she does. <laughs> Our friend and yours, Sarah Vowell. Hi, Sarah. Hi, fellas. It's great to have you on the show. Obviously, as you know, the most um, admired... Montanan, there was a poll, was Senate Majority Leader Mike Mansfield. Oh, <laughs> oh thank God. We had we had Mansfield on a couple weeks ago, and yeah. Yeah. he did all right. Mm-hmm. He did a little stuff that I was like, uh, maybe get woke, dude. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, he did this thing about how like comedians are truth tellers, and we shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't rein them in. So he did I'm a like, whole chunk right. about- You guys, just, I, I have- I am not going to let you besmirch Mike Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> even in a bit, even in an obviously no, fake bit. He's off limits. I can't <laughs> hear him. I guess I don't, I don't know a lot about Mansfield. Can you describe what makes Mansfield so great? Well, he was our mm-hmm. longest serving Senate majority leader. Um, he, you know, helped usher the civil rights laws of the 1960s through the, the Senate. 
Um, he he was also Jimmy Carter's ambassador to Japan oh. and re- is responsible for repairing our relationship with Japan. And then he was about to come home and Ronald Reagan is like, hey, can you stick around? And then he was Reagan's ambassador to Japan. So he's a he's justifiably revered. Wow. And he was also known for a certain humility in his demeanor. And on the last day when he was going to be Senate Majority Leader, he showed up to work and he understood they were they were going to spend the whole day talking him up and celebrating his career. Walked out the door, never came back. <laughs> wow. So Fuck lay him. off. That's, that's the double man- birds. That's the yeah. later fuck faces. Yeah. That's the Mansfield mic drop. That's what they call that. <laughs> yes. Is there a is there a like a Mansfield like fantasy tour you can take in Montana? Can you see like There's a nice statue of him and his wife Maureen at the Capitol in Helena. There's also the Mansfield Center at the University of Montana, which has many fascinating archives. So Sarah. Yeah. Now I know that you're a civics enthusiast. Right. It's why I'm doing this show, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does a bill become a law, Sarah? <laughs> I did have it like another civics thought. You were talking about cardigans. Uh-huh. And one time I was um, speaking at the Jimmy Carter, uh, the Carter Center in Atlanta. And I talked about my, I actually really like the so-called malaise speech where he never uses the word malaise because he's just talking to Americans like we're adults, <laughs> like, you know. And he's that's the one where he's wearing the cardigan. Oh. He was wearing the cardigan because of the energy crisis or yes. because he was being sincere or something. Yeah, mix of and those so two. I did get an autographed photo from him wearing the cardigan, and it says, stay cool, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Carter. Barack Obama's not the only funny president, Jordan. No. Uh, Actually, one time, I did meet him one time, and because we, we had the same publisher for a while, and um, uh, we were exchanging books, because, you know, he writes a book every 12 minutes, and I, we, hmm. I was looking at his bio, you know, and his bio has President of the United States, and like your bio kind of kicks my bio's ass, right? Yeah. And Second city lo- level one improv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked at mine and he said, I guess you could still win the Nobel Prize. Wow. Yeah. Zinger. <laughs> so Carter crushed. so Carter will throw out the neg, huh? Yeah. Jeez. I could still win it. You could. Let's just see how this program goes. <laughs> yeah, the Nobel you know, Committee loves loves the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Every week we send it to them. Every week we don't hear anything back, so we figure they're just waiting for the next one to make their final decision. Right, right. You know what and, I mean. And I think maybe they like got, get lost in the mail sometimes too. We do mail them, so yeah, yeah. Um, with me well, more, the Baltic. Was... Those yeah. are rough waters. Yeah, that's a good point. We should send them par avion. <laughs> Uh, when we were uh, just like pre-record, we were doing a little bit of chatting, and Sarah, you mentioned that I know I've never been to Montana. You were saying that Montana is so big that the place you are in is like four hours away from all the other Montana stuff, or or six. And Montana, I think it takes about nine or ten hours to drive across Montana. 
Although California is quite big too. That's true. Yeah, well, north south is north, south. what's California's maybe 12 hours, 12, 14, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But east west, yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. east west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. California's long, Montana is wide. And That's right. Width is very important too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what is your. What is your. Idaho, of course, is ribbed. <laughs> um. What is your area of Montana like versus the other areas of Montana? You're in Bozeman, right? I am in Bozeman. I mean, Western Montana and Eastern Montana are quite different. Eastern Montana, you got your Great Plains. That's the part of the state that I call West Dakota. So <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's yeah. flat. It's it's uh, farms, ranches, uh, and then I'm in uh, Western Montana, which is mountains. And I'm in Bozeman is a college town, which the rest of Montana doesn't think of us as Montana because we're too, um, you know, pretentious. Is there like a Keith Bozeman weird movement? That's over. Um, okay. All the, yeah, that's too late for that. Uh, our real estate situation is healthy, I guess would be the bright oh, side way to put okay. it. Okay. Yeah. A seller's market maybe? Yeah, let's just say there are fewer punk bands than when I was growing up. <laughs> who, who are the who are the Bozeman, Montana punk bands? You got your Crate Washer. You got mm-hmm. your Beat Nothings. They might not have considered themselves punk. Um, there was Schmutz. There was, oh, Schmutz. Scribbled Beauty, obviously. You don't want to yeah, forget right. them. Shock Treatment Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still Po Bathtub was probably the most famous one. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you know what they say about the schmutz shows in the 80s? What? If you remember them, you weren't there, man. <laughs> yeah. If you remember those schmutz shows. Yeah. I mean, I'm tempted, Sarah, to now just invite you to say a bunch of random words and then at the end of it claim that they <laughs> yeah. were punk fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. There's Flop Daughter. There was. <laughs> oh, but Flop. That was, Flop was a, there was Flop, but that was a great power pop band from Seattle oh. in the 90s. Rusty, um, who also, I think, was, was Rusty one of the Fastbacks drummers for a while? Anyway, American history, it's my beat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, I was about, I was about to say, I don't think of you as punk rock. I think of you maybe as alternative well, were you a punk? Were you a punk rock teen? I was more. You're right. I was more alternative, but I loved all the punk books. Oh, yeah. what's a good punk book? Uh, let's see. You got your England's Dreaming by John Savage. That was the English punk book. Please Kill Me, the oral history of punk. That was more of a New York punk book. Um, Lipstick Traces by Greil Marcus. That That's a good one. Um you know, what I liked about the stories was it's about people who, you know, they just want to, they have something to say. They don't know how to play their instruments and they do it anyway. Yeah. And then you get to enjoy what they have to say. Right. Without necessarily having to deal with listening to them play their instruments. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I was part of uh, the local radio station. It was kind of college, kind of community radio station. And I was a DJ there. And you could hear a wide variety of genres. You still can. What are we looking at? Reggae and Espanol? 
I mean, there was some of that. There was, you know, there was a blues show. There was a country show. One guy has been on there my entire life, um, and his show is called Indie Chill Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. The guy Wait. from the Beat Nothings, he still has a show, uh, obviously. Kels. Um, so, yeah. I do remember, you know, with all of this stuff that happens nowadays with uh, – you know, various artists uh, getting uh, fired from life. Mm-hmm. I do remember in the, maybe it was like the late 80s, there had to be a meeting because James Brown was, I believe, convicted of assaulting his wife. And we had to have a meeting about whether we were going to play James Brown anymore. And I don't think anyone made any decisions, but we kind of tacitly decided what's the point of having a radio station if you can't play James Brown? But we decided we were mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to like it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Um, Sarah, are there any, um, are there any inter Montana like rivalries? I always like hearing about the like, you know, East Montana hates West Montana because blank. It's more, yeah, there are, I mean, there's the big, the big obvious one is urban versus rural. Mm. And, um, I mean, I'm in, uh, I mean, urban in the Montana sense, you know, our biggest city is Billings, which maybe has, I could be wrong. I think it has 120,000 people. My town Bozeman just bumped up from a micropolitan statistical area to a metropolitan statistical area because we just went past 50,000 people and so all the cities congratulations thank you we might get we might get a new sewer you guys so I'm pretty excited about it maybe some water (laughs) some affordable housing um if you make the sewers nice enough you might you might get yourself some local ninja turtles yeah Yeah. well here's hoping dream or I mean basically fingers crossed some chuds the whole state, there's this this stupid idea that the rural people, their lives are more valuable and they're better people than us city slickers. Mm. You know, your people in your Helena, your Butte, your sure. Kalispell. Billy Crystal, um, you know, yeah. Daniel Stern, all those <laughs> yeah. city slickers. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel and Stern I, curly. I object to this un-American idea that, you know, some rancher in Rosebud County that his life is more valuable than mine. Just because, I mean, clearly I'm with you. I'm obviously spending my life in a valuable way. (laughs) And he's feeding America, but, you know. (laughs) Hey, this is important. We have to let the people know about Manscaped. (laughs) Yeah. We have ball trimmers to advertise. I feel like Sarah... If you got rid of the podcasters, you know, America might be a little sadder. If you yeah. got rid of the historians, American America might not know its past. Um, but if you got rid of those ranchers, who the fuck are you going to ask about the legend of Curly's gold? I mean, those are the guys that know that kind of shit. John Lovitz was in the second one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They have really hard lives, you guys, and they have to get up so early. That's yeah. true. So we'll cut them a little slack. I have to get up early, but I just have a very powerful internal clock. So I'm not <laughs> really getting up early for anything, but you know, right. I just yeah. wake up at 6.30. It's just kind of kind of Get kinda up and start do doing your thing. 6.30? That's like 
Missoula hours in Montana. <laughs> Bozeman, we're up at five. Ooh la la, six thirty. <laughs> yeah. I get I get the impression, you know, Sarah, I know you you originally moved back to Montana in part to be closer to your family, but mm-hmm. I, I get the impression that maybe a Montana lifestyle was something that you were prepared to return to. Is that true? I mean, are you saying that when I lived in New York City, I wasn't um, out on the town till 4 a.m. every night? Um, that's possible. I mean, I, there are things to love about the Montana lifestyle. What are your top Montana? What are your top Montana things that you enjoy? Leaving aside, I mean, aside, you know, earlier when you were talking about how you, how you the weather had turned in L.A., which I think that means it's three degrees cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was out walking this morning, and um, you'd think we'd have too many evergreen trees to have color change around here, but uh, the leaves are yellow and red. And I was kicking the you know the crispy leaves on the sidewalk like a six year old, and um, like the nature is obviously a, the huge draw. And I'm in a mountain surrounded, uh, or I'm in a valley surrounded by mountains, and. Uh, you know, it's it's very beautiful, and winter is very beautiful, and uh, there aren't as many ambulances, partly because our hospital is overloaded um, and mm. doesn't have enough services. But um, I, I don't miss the noise of New York City. I do miss certain foods. I miss Broadway, obviously. Um, I mean, it's nice having a life where you only see plays your nephew is in. But, uh, <laughs> what is the last play your nephew was in? Uh, I think it was Anything Goes. That's mm. a good one. Yeah. Our friend, uh, our friend Elliot Kalin from the Flop House, went with his son Sammy. He's a real theater lover. Went with his son Sammy recently to an outdoor production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. an outdoor abridged production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and. I can I could tell that Elliot loves the live theater because of how pumped he was to go see an outdoor abridged production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> like he was like, fuck, I'm back in the fucking theater. Like he's like bragging about it to me. I'm like, great. I wish you all the best in that endeavor. It's not my chosen activity. Uh, Jesse, I know your kids are starting to start like kid activities do you think you're do you think there will be any theatrics in your uh, in your children's feature or do you think you'll you mean you'll like performance to... or enjoyment because i have been to some children's theater productions okay let's let's hear both okay i have been to some children's theater productions and i hope in future to farm that activity out to my beautiful wife Teresa, mm-hmm. um because it is almost unendurably difficult for me uh I also like I'm one of those people I can't even go see my friends and things because I'm worried I won't like it. And then I'll just be so embarrassed that I don't like it and ashamed that I don't like it that I won't want to talk to them because I'll make them feel bad. But then I will make them feel bad by not talking to them. What kind of adult are you? You just lie and say that was something. (laughs) I'm so bad at it. (laughs) It looks like you were having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So terrible at it. Like <laughs> everybody any... accepts that as a compliment. Everybody knows that's a sincere compliment when they say, "You look like you were having fun." One time, I covered for public radio in the '90s a rock and roll fantasy camp, mm-hmm. and I remember asking uh, Niels Lofgren, 
uh-huh. from Bruce Springsteen's band, uh, if anyone was any good. And he said, I heard a love for music in everybody. <laughs> that is really that is that is both really beautiful and really and harsh. Shitty. <laughs> yeah, harsh. And very shitty. Mm-hmm. Um I mean our our old our old buddy Gene, with whom we used to do college radio back in the day, once told me that he he couldn't stand to go to the theater because and this was something I, I related to pretty deeply, because when he saw a good play, it was great. Uh, but the rest of the time, he just felt like he was paying people to yell at him. <laughs> um, and I think there is something to that for me. Like to see a not great live theater production because the people are actually there is so hard for me. Yeah, I mean, too bad it's not like podcasting where every single episode is such a gem. You know? <laughs> Look, theater can I'm not be there so with them. I'm not there with them. That's the and look, anyone who makes the mistake of listening to this show, that's on them. We've disavowed this show innumerable times. Yeah. Um so I don't know I I'm I generally avoid uh going to children's theater. Whether my children will do theater, my 10-year-old has uh we have a sort of family that we're friends with where one of their kids auditions for stuff, mm-hmm. um, like real stuff. Like the dad of the family is a working actor, not a famous person at all, but, you know, books things sometimes. And um, the daughter like goes out for commercials because it's her love. And there was a period where uh, my daughter was asking to do that. And Teresa and I had like a very brief meeting um, that was like, is this something that we should pursue? Uh, You know, because I mean, among other things, like uh, there's things that have like trans kids in them where they want to cast a trans kid. And we're like, well, you know, we would be able to get auditions probably for that kind of stuff. Um, And, I know around here, Bozeman Ford, that's who does all their commercials. Oh, transgender children? Yeah. No. It's just one kid who's related to the owner, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> They're very proud, though. They're really good about it. Yeah. I hear you can get a great deal at Bozeman Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I hear. Bo- Bo- um, Bozeman but you Ford. Decided Bo- Bo- not, Bozeman you decided Ford. not to let your daughter do that. Um. The meeting was a very short one between Teresa and I, which was like, uh, Teresa said to me, we should definitely not allow this, right? And I was like, correct. We should definitely not allow this. Wow. But I do do think that my son, Oscar, who's eight, is, look, I know that with the pandemic and everything and the they're in the aggressive expansion. There's been some business challenges over at the old UCB. I don't know if they're offering uh, eight to 10 classes yet, but he's about a year from making me sign him up for one. I'm so worried. He's doing voices, crossing his eyes to be funny. Mm. Um, he just, he's on this little league team. He just, he's just yelling different stuff all the time. Like, that sounds Just like the drama things. bug to me. You better, yeah. know. Does he you better do, suck it up. Does he do bits? Like, instead of, like, having a conversation with someone, does he just, like, do bits with them? There's I nothing think he's wrong a bit with boy. that, Jordan. <laughs> no, I, I know. Hey, 
Some of us have uh, some of us have gotten along very well for 39 years existing like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 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 terrified about it. What I want is Can I just say you I uh, you sh- like what you don't want is a kid who does sports. Mm. Really? Yeah, because you have to go to all the games, and then the, they have to travel to all these other towns. And like Mo- Montana is wide, California is tall, and you're just going to be spending your weekends driving from one sports game to the next. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to sit there, and you can't sit in the stands and read a book. You have to cheer and support <laughs> right. your child, like you know, cut up a bunch of orange slices, right. <laughs> Yeah, they do like, whereas if the kid does, you know, Brigadoon or something, you just have to go to that once. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guess with rehearsals, yeah, you can just drop them off and then. There's also something, I feel like at Little League, they act so weird when I give my son his bouquet. (laughs) You know, it's like, what is, I'm just, I appreciate him. I'm proud of him. (laughs) Um, It is really like, I don't know, when I played sports, and I get the impression this is the kind of sports that you played when you were a kid, Jordan, when you were playing Little League, but like, I played Park League sports, and so we all took the city bus to practice, and then home after practice, and like maybe one kid's parents picked them up in a car, and just everyone got in that car, and they just dropped everyone off one after another but that yeah, was like children's services would be at your house if you did that <laughs> yes well i mean we have talked in the past about my first little league coach who whose car was missing a door and he used to drive kids around in it um just a hole where the door should be but um but like it was a very you know it's like coached by the guys from the rec center you know what i mean just like some old some old taciturn guys that are really frankly they're in it to chalk baselines like that's what their true passion is is running that machine that drops chalk on the ground who wouldn't love to do that i know it's so crisp so white (laughs) you get to run that string first oh yeah um uh, before our games we had like a phalanx that went across the field to look for needles that's true um so uh anyway this league is like a proper little league which i never played in a proper little league and i really do think that part of the premise is that you just do whatever they say like they'll just be like yeah the game tomorrow is at 10 and it's in la canada here's the address and you're like we have a game tomorrow at 10 and they're like be there at 9 30 you're welcome um, Sarah, did you, yeah. what were your, what were your kid activities? Did you do either sports well, or I drama? Did, I did. Well, I, I played girls basketball as a young child and that was in Oklahoma. I lived there until I was 11 and th- there was still girls played half court basketball because we were just too delicate to run an extra 10 feet, you know? <laughs> And then in seventh grade, I was told uh, my knees were not going to support that kind of lifestyle anymore. And so I was out of sports for the rest of my life. So wait, you had, there was someone from the school like inspecting knees? No, the doctor doctor said, you got some bad knees. You got to quit basketball. And I was like, oh, darn. (laughs) I'll just 
play music and read books. Go back yeah. to recumbent, recumbent cycling. Yeah. My first love. That happened to me. I was I was playing, you know, when I was about 10, I was just like, you know, so into, you know, soccer. I was so into youth soccer. And I went to the doctor and he's like, oh, your hips are bad. You should probably just start getting really into Sega Genesis. <laughs> and I was so, I was, it was a, I it was a heartbreaking day, but, but I had, I had doctor's orders. It was doctor's the thing orders. Is, I'm a really good shot. Like you don't want to play horse against me. Oh yeah. I just can't run and dribble and do all that stuff because of the knees. Oh, it's the knees. Sort of a Clay Thompson like figure. I mean, if I ever get my garage cleaned out, there's going to be a home Papa shot machine in there. That's my. <laughs> that's the dream. That's my dream for my sixties. This is why we live in Montana. We live in Montana so we can have a garage that accommodates home Papa shop. That's home right. Home Papa shot. Mm-hmm. I I having like having like shit from an arcade in my home is still like a dream of mine that I can't shake. I like Big. really relate to that wanting the Papa shot in the house. Yeah. Um. You know, Jordan, maybe, maybe it'll happen for me. Someday. I have to say, Jordan, though, it's more adorable when I want to do it. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'll agree. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. A with woman me in her fifties. That's yeah. Cute. With with me, it's like nah, it's on the nose. Oh, really? Yeah. This fucking thirty-five-year-old <laughs> really straight white dork wants an arcade machine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. you're so unique. What a fucking unique snowflake you are. Right. Do you also have Star Wars opinions? Yeah, I do. I guess I do. Jordan, I do love this for you, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um. It's because I want to go to your house and play arcade games there. Yeah. Um, I do think it's something where you're going to have to find love first. Mm-hmm. And then and, spring it on her. And then spring <laughs> ah, it gotcha. On her. Now that you've married me and bore my child. I'm you're like, that's why we wrote our own vows. Yeah. That's ah. why you want to you you start out with a Ms. Pac-Man. Right. Like, <laughs> that's a gift for her. To show, yes, yeah. to show her that I'm a feminist. <laughs> yeah. And then I can get a Ms. Street Fighter <laughs> and a Ladies Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Outrun for her. <laughs> pH is pH balanced, are... honey. This Mortal Kombat is pH balanced for a woman. It turns out these are all the same game, but a different color and twenty percent more expensive. Right? Yeah. There's a which there's a tax. I've written some letters about and those ladies. Well, I mean, games. now that we're on the subject of Jordan and his path through adulthood, sure. Yeah. I remember the I'm last time I was here, which was several years ago. We yeah. you were you were in the process of trying to grow up a little. Sure. I see you have a poster from the Broad Museum behind you. <laughs> I do. Oh, Ed Ruscha. Ed Ruscha. Love yeah. Ed Ruscha. So, and your couch looks, that looks like a proper couch. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a couch. Yeah. yeah. So where are you with, like, we were talking about your lack of furnishings before. Sure, yeah. Uh, listen, I was late to the game. We've been doing this podcast a long time. Uh, mm. I, do you yes. make your bed every day? I do make the bed. Um, I have a washing machine now. Um, I'm going. Do you tuck your sheets? Do you do a fold, make the bed, or do you do? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I came by my nickname, Messy Jesse, honestly. It was more than just a rhyme. Right. And uh, I don't do a full. I, I do a, a quick straightening up, but I don't do a full tuck. I don't know why I hate it, but I really do hate it. You, you don't. Do you like. Do you hate 
having the sheets tucked in or do you hate tucking the sheets? No, I hate tucking them. I love having them tucked in. If someone else tucks them in, I'm like, ooh, that's nice and tight. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'll slide right in there. But um, I that like really the explains about 30% of the marriages in this country. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's what's she's on Bumble. Fine, but she does tuck the sheets, so okay. Yeah. Bumble just says Tucker or Tucky. <laughs> you can sort. You can. It's a Bumble filter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the sheets tucked, but I want to date the untuckers because they're wild. The untuckers, yeah. they're fun. I have only, like, in my 30s, forced myself to, like, pull up the sheets and, yeah. like, straighten out the pillows. And I still don't, like, do a full re- revert to zero. I'd like to point out that I started this talking about sentiment. Majority leader Mike Mansfield. And <laughs> well, now where was he at are. on this, Sarah? Yeah. Did you ask his statue? Yeah. I'm sure Maureen Mansfield took care of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but she also put him through the University of Montana, you know. Right. Oh, well, she earned her spot in the statue then. Definitely. Can he cook his own food or are you just getting a lot of takeout? Yeah. I believe he ate in the Senate dining room, Jordan. Oh. <laughs> heard good things i'd love to eat in a dining room faculty dining room senate dining room club dining room be nice Mm -hmm. i mean you do run your own company you could start one of those that's a good idea i think that would be a good use of our resources yeah definitely. (laughs) hey 20 employees great news you know that's what the corporation for public broadcasting looks for (laughs) Right, no CPP. How cool is your break room is one of the, yeah. We do proper coursed meals. We do uh, mm-hmm. salad cores mm-hmm. and... The shrimp forks. You must. Uh, I do, I do, I do tuck my sheets in. I like the tuck so much. I agree, it's like a pain in the ass. It like, when I'm doing it, I'm doing it like Paul Rudd cleaning up in Wet Hot American Summer, but like... Um, Can but I give you some advice? Please, yes. The next time you make your bed... Tell yourself, I'm going to enjoy this. That's okay. That's wow. nice. A power. It's a kind of a power of positive thinking thing. Like a mindful thing where you you just decide, no matter what happens today, my bed will be orderly and welcoming me, to me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel so good. Yeah. And I'm doing this for myself because I deserve it, you know. But also enjoy the process of, you know, of making it nice. I mean, I must have been 28, 30 years old before I was able to start doing this. But I've never been like a filthy person. I'm physically clean. My body is clean. And I don't like leave gross stuff around. But I am messy. Like I am, I I have stuff all over my desk right now. And I think around 28 or so, and my wife is right around where I am. She has better executive functioning skills than I do in most areas, but she's also like, she's never makes a gross mess, but leaves stuff around a little bit. You know what I mean? And around my late 20s, I like forced myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it a priority in my life to have things in my home be in order. It's not that hard. 
it's really just a matter of like when I pick something up, I put it back where it goes instead of just putting it wherever it is. I can do this, you know, like I can have some things on the coffee table that I actually want to look at. And I can make sure that I always bring my water glass back to the sink, even if I think I might want to use it again, you know. This podcast has really tur- taken a turn for the goop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally, I found these amazing amethyst eggs. Right. <laughs> um, and now, and, and, now, <laughs> and now the part in the show where we all take a minute to do kegels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been doing them the whole time, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry. And I think I just, uh, I, I managed to do it. Like I had a solid 18 months of my life where stuff was clean, stuff was put away. Um, and I found the satisfaction and calmingness of like doing some cleaning up and then feeling like things were in order. If I was feeling anxious about work or something like that, just doing something with my body that helped restore some order to my environment and then i had fucking children and it's a fucking awful it's a nightmare there's no way to keep the legos into one lego area all thing all areas are lego areas in my entire life i get to the office and there's legos yeah boy legos just spread don't they and they're it's so not good. just legos it's the i remember when my nephew was little uh, he and we would travel together. He would carry this gigantic Ziploc bag of what he called my guys, and they were like little, <laughs> little, little plastic people. And so, like the I comedian, remember, the comedians he admired growing up, like yeah, yeah. Harlan, and he would take Pryor. them out, and he would um, God, I don't even remember what those are called, the tray table from the airplane, and yeah. he would take take them all out for you know the one hour flight to salt lake city or whatever and then he would have to put them away but one time he hit really bad turbulence and they went everywhere and he just yelled my guys (laughs) (laughs) and then everyone on the plane had to pick up the guys because they they just went everywhere man so yeah they're messy Jesse, do your kids have like travel play stuff? I definitely did as a kid. I definitely had a little like cloth bucket of guys. I mean, the good news is like the one thing about parenting in the 21st century that is unequivocally better. The one thing that there is that I have no question, you know, like all these things about how much tell how much social media should your children do and whether parents work too much and should the whole family sit down to dinner together, all these things, open questions, what's better and what's worse. 100% just hand your kid a fucking tablet computer as soon as you get into any mode of transportation. (laughs) Just give it to them and narcotize their brains. They're allowed to watch anything, play anything until that fucking plane lands 1000 percent here you go kids watch watch your human centipede (laughs) when i was when i was a child it was kind of the same thing where when we would travel we would only have to take the new testament (laughs) (laughs) you would leave the whole bible at home and you just bring your pocket-sized new testament on the trip sure so you became a reader the more fun the more fun of the gospels yeah you know um on the subject of video entertainment guys i know sarah um 
you know, you you love reading and learning. That's uh, one of the ways that that you became such a celebrated author of popular histories. Um, and I know Jordan that you're you can be a real trivia nut. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually put together a little quiz for you guys. I don't know if you guys are interested in trying out this quiz. Oh yeah. Sure. That sound good. So this is a this is on the subject of screen Can I just say that in the eighties I used to play Trivial Pursuit with this guy here in town named Don. And every time <laughs> every time and Don would always ask the questions and Don would say, Sarah, if you don't answer this correctly, you are a complete phony. Whoa, <laughs> fucking shit. Don. Yeah. Don so, sniffed you out, Sarah. Definitely. So I guess we'll see what kind of phony I still am. Yeah. Don had your number. Mm-hmm. He was so sick of you fucking going around all the bars just a, <laughs> talking about how you knew all the facts. A harsh, <laughs> harsh sensei Don was. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to the ice cream truck for providing the theme music for this quiz, mm-hmm. which is called Which of These is a real streaming service. Mm. So there are a lot of- Wait, I'm going to take notes. Okay, great. Thank you, Sarah. Got it. There are a lot of streaming services out there, more than ever before. It's one of the best ways to get your screen entertainment. So you can watch everything from uh, Seinfeld to your favorite NHL hockey game using streaming services these days. Interesting. All you need is a credit card, a login, and something called a passcode. And uh, your smart television can can connect you to a world of on-demand entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, and I don't know if this is also true for you too, I have a hard time keeping all these streaming services straight. I'm like, okay, Netflix, sure, I get it. I got the DVDs in the mail. Uh, but all these other ones, I'm like, uh, I, what is that? A uh, a real streaming service or just a bunch of letter soup? Jordan, you know? this is what's called the setup. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I wrote it all down. <laughs> Fuck. So this quiz is called "Which of These Is a Real Streaming Service?" So I'll give you some choices. One of them is a real streaming service. The rest are false flags. Mm. Um, Sarah, would you like to go first or, or sure. defer to Jordan? I'll go first. Okay, so which of these you is a real... You forgot to say, if you don't get this right, you're a real <laughs> you're phony. You're fucking phony. <laughs> You've talked a lot of streaming services shit, Sarah Val. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse pulls off his mask. It's been Don the whole time. <laughs> it was a whole chapter in Unfamiliar Fishes about how you know all the names of the streaming services. Okay. This quiz is which of these is a real streaming service? Here are your choices Vivo, Vervo, Vivla, Vimzorp, Automax, Carzone, Pep Boys, Soaps Only, oh, Sci Fi Future Net, well, Nothing But them. Wings, Global but I like Play, the word World Stream, Star Scream, Videodrome. Cameo, Daz, Zap, Mod Squad, Fog Dog, Dog with a Blog, Jib Jab, Hot Bot, Q Cat, Mortal Kombat, MK Ultra, Ultraman, 
Firestorm the Nuclear Man. Mads Mickelstream. Sarah, this is a Skellen Stars Guard. So it's just kind mm. of a thing. You kind of listen to it. Von, right. it's kind of a running Von Sydow kind of, Max. Maybe we might do it too much. I don't know. Cave of Forgotten Streams. Mm-hmm. Little Dieter needs to stream. Mm-hmm. Agiri, the stream <laughs> of God. IFC boobs. YouTube fuck. Mm-hmm. International Herald Tribune After Dark. Mm-hmm. So those are your choices. I'll give them to you one more time. No, That's don't. No. Vivo, <laughs> okay. Vervo, Vivla, Vimzorp, Automax, Carzone, mm-hmm. Pep Boys, Soaps Only, Sci-Fi Future Net, Nothing But Wings, Globo Play, World Stream, Star Scream, Videodrome, Cameo, Daz, Zap, that Zap with two Ps, Mod Squad, Fog Dog, Dog with a Blog, Jib Jab, Hot Bot, Q Cat, Mortal Kombat, MK Ultra, Ultraman, Firestorm the Nuclear Man, Mads Mickelstream, Skellen Stars Guard, that stars with a Z, Von Sydow Max, Cave of Forgotten Streams, Little Dieter Needs to Stream, Agiri, The Stream of God, IFC Boobs, YouTube Fuck, or International Herald Tribune After Dark. So one of those is a real streaming service. I like uh, there were a lot of new German cinema influences in that list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I can say that because I'm from Bozeman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. I want to say Vervo. Vervo. That's incorrect. So it now passes to Jordan. Jordan, your choices are Vivo, Vervo, Vivla, Vimzorp, mm-hmm. Automax, Carzone, Pep Boys, Soaps Only, Sci-Fi, FutureNet, Nothing But Wings, Globo Play, World Stream, Starscream, Videodrome, Cameo, Daz, Zap, Mod Squad, Fog Dog, Dog with a Blog, Jib Jab, Hot Bot, QCAT, Mortal Kombat, MK Ultra, Ultraman, Firestorm, The Nuclear Man, Mads Mickelstream, Skellen, Starsguard, Von Sydow, Max, mm-hmm. Cave of Forgotten Streams, Little Dieter Needs to Stream, Agiri, The Stream of God, IFC Boobs, YouTube Fuck, or International Herald Tribune mm-hmm. After Dark. Um, I'm going to talk this out a little bit. Um, Thanks, Jordan. So... Vivo, I have heard. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think so. I think Vivo is uh, something you would use to watch video. Okay. Now, I think this might be a technicality thing because I think maybe it is not a streaming service. Maybe it is like, um, gosh, I feel like I associate it with music videos. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like Beyonce's Vivo page or something like that. And it has all the yeah. music videos. Yeah, this is V I V O. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, so yeah. So I think that is, is a, that is a movie where Lin Manuel Miranda plays a spider monkey. I think. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe that's not it. Um, I can't give you a hint. Would you like a hint? Uh, sure. Does it, uh, the is pep- it does do, to get the hint? Do I need to hear all the options again? <laughs> is that a part of your? No. Thing? It's going to be fine. I just want to let you know, um, and this this helps should this should help a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Pep Boys, right? That's uh, three guys who sell auto parts. Thank you. Okay. Um, 
So I think it's... Um, so, I, sorry, yeah, can I just... I think I'm ready to guess. But yeah, please, if, if you have another hint, I'll take it. So that's Manny, right. Mo, and Jack. The Pep Boys. The Pep Boys. Okay. Um, is that the order in which they were born? Uh, I can I can look that up later. I think okay. it's maybe not important to the answer. I'm you've revealed say, that I'm a giant fucking phony. I think it is. I think it's soaps only. Soaps only. So that would be a streaming service that only streams soap operas, probably. Yeah, that's that was my guess. It sounds like if that's that something that exists. Um, so among those choices: yeah, Vivo, Vervo, Vivla, Vimzorp, uh-huh. Automax, yeah. Carzone, Pep Boys, mm-hmm. Soaps Only, so Sci-Fi, FutureNet. So we don't need to Nothing read the rest. Nothing but Wings, Global guessed, Play, so I've World guessed Stream, already. Starscream, Videodrome, so I said Cameo, soaps Daz, only. Zap, I said soaps only, so you can Mod just, Squad, Fog Dog, so Dog with the Blog, so Jib Jab, right Hot Dog, QCat, Mortal Kombat, MK Ultra, Ultraman, Firestorm, The Nuclear Man, Mads, Mickelstream, Stream, Skellen, Stars, Guard, Von Sydow, Max, Cave of Forgotten Streams, Little Dieter needs to stream. It's intentionally frustrating, so I don't know how long the stream of God, IFC do this thing that's YouTube intentionally frustrating, maybe Herald like diminishing returns, dark. I think, for this bit. Uh, yeah, soaps only is my answer. It's incorrect. Oh, damn. Sorry, guys, that's a tie. Yeah. Um, you were both incorrect, and uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now this episode of Jordan, Jesse Go, just like all episodes of Jordan, Jesse Go, is brought to you by you, the member of Maximum Fun. Our thanks to you for supporting Maximum Fun, making this show and all of our shows possible. You're a real hero. Thanks for going to MaximumFun.org slash join. It's also supported this week by Celebrity Ball Shavers Manscaped. (laughs) Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins. Yeah, that's what everyone calls their balls. (laughs) Mine are those kind, of, those ornamental kind with all those sort of weird warts on them. No, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a pretty hot gourd to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if this is getting too gourdy for you. <laughs> uh, Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, and I think you do, that's right. We're talking about trimming all the little hairies. On your neato nardzies. <laughs> uh, what I like uh, about the uh, lawnmower 4.0, which is the latest version in their legendary lawnmower series, mm-hmm. is that this is a waterproof machine. Ooh, so yeah. you know what? Just take it in the shower, do what you got to do, and let that warm, wet water wash it away. Cleanse your sins with manscaped <laughs> uh manscaped does not guarantee entrance to heaven we should say they guarantee no. they uh, know a guy it's saint peter <laughs> and they'll put in a good word with his clean shiny balls Ooh, yeah smooth pants pumpkins on that guy <laughs> but i mean in heaven you become physically perfect that's true S- according to most theologians so we all will have clean shiny balls in heaven yeah 
Um, but hey, before you get to heaven, you're gonna need Manscaped. Uh, th- this this is a great great product. I am freshly Manscaped myself. I love using it. As Jesse mentioned, you can use it in the shower. Uh, it is easy. It is safe. And Jesse, back me up on this if you agree. It's kind of fun. It is pretty fun. It's very satisfying. It's really tremendous. And the other thing is, look, you might you might get a little a, a few extra little uh, a little little nasal buddies. You might get a little few ear sprigs here and there. And uh, they got the weed whacker for those too. And you get them all together along with crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver toner, uh, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag in the performance package. 4.0. So a lot of great products. You can get them together and you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JJGO at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code JJGO at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you, TM. We're also supported this week by the good folks at Feels. Now, a lot of people think CBD is about what you feel, but it's actually about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain, disappointment, confusion. I'm just adding things to the end. That's not in here. Those <laughs> yeah. are not claims they're actually making. Uh, yeah, CBD, uh, I've used it in the past. It's been really helpful for, uh, for, for tough times when you're, when you're looking to relax a little bit, when you're looking to relieve some anxiety. Uh, feels is a better way to feel better. They've got premium CBD that'll help keep your head clear and you feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. Now, a lot of folks out there are regular Chi-Chi Chongsies, okay? You guys mm-hmm. already know all about the cannabis flower and its many products. But let's say you're a total L7. Let's mm-hmm. say you're a square and you've, you've never blazed ganj before. You don't know about any of this stuff. Well, good news. Feels can help you out. They have a CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so you find your perfect dose. So you don't have to worry about... You don't have to be some UC Santa Cruz glass blowing, unicycle riding, uh, hippie grass blazer. Uh, you can just be a regular Jane or Joe. Give this hotline a call, and they'll help you make the best use of your CBD. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com/jjgo, and you get fifty percent off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash J-J. Go to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels dot com slash J-J. Go. Let's get back to the show.
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. This is Sarah Vowell, the jackalope. (laughs) Uh, The fabled (laughs) antelope-jackrabbit hybrid. We had a recurring segment on America's Funniest People, hosted by Dave Coulier. Wait, is that the case, Jordan? Yeah, so for a while, so we were a big... And Sarah, I don't know if this is where you're getting it, but um, no, I. This is like the this is the state animal of Montana. Oh wow, a, 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 a fictional animal. Maybe it is real. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Loch Ness monster thing. I've, I've seen one. Oh yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's like a minotaur. It's a, like the Montana yeah. minotaur, <laughs> a rabbit with right. antelope antlers. Sure, the South Dakota hydra. Um, we were a big like night of TV for us was, uh, I think it was Friday nights when America's Funniest Home Videos came on hosted by Bob Saget. And for a while after America's Funniest Home Videos, there was something called America's Funniest People where people like, it was shot largely in malls where, you know, just a camera crew was sent to a mall and people like did the impressions that they do and like prove that they were double jointed and stuff like that um and but there was like a recurring like scripted segment where a like stuffed jackalope would like cause trouble and uh dave coulier i think did the voice i think that was his like that was basically what happened on the lower east side where all the funniest people would hang out at the luna lounge uh-huh, uh-huh. right there was also a jackalope bit yeah that was voiced by Mark Marin. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. And here's the thing is the Jackalope didn't even prepare material. He would just take a newspaper on stage. Yeah. He would just read out of the newspaper and comment I on the I thought it days. was wild when he would just read straight from a notebook. I'm like. Yeah. Who does he think uh, he is? Janine Garofalo? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh the days, the days of the alternative comedy scene. Hey, yeah, I mean, when, when Marin asks me who are your guys, I'm just gonna say the Jackalope, of course, uh, <laughs> Bill Hicks, ah, oh, George Carlin, ah, oh, ah, oh, Richard Pryor, ah, oh, the Jackalope. It's you, oh. it's Eugene Merman forever. Yeah, yeah Eugene Merman, of course. Eugene Merman. Ah, oh, George Carlin. This is, uh, this is. Uh, Todd Berry hosting at the Luna. Oh, Todd okay. Berry. So, looks <laughs> like we've got a jackalope on the show tonight. <laughs> Very good. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> it's one of the drawbacks of living in Montana. No one does any Todd Berry impressions. <laughs> Except for me, and I did one two days ago. Uh. <laughs> When somebody complained about air conditioners. <laughs> you know who does a killer Bob Odenkirk is Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don Trivial Pursuit Don. Trivial Pursuit He can Don recite every Mr. So Show bit. <laughs> uh, Do you keep track of Don, Sarah? Is Don still around? Is he still telling people they're I, phonies? I believe last I heard Don was a soil scientist in Butte. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Jordan, mm. the biggest river in Montana is the Yellowstone. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, you know, I just wanted to give 
I mean, that can't be true. The biggest river in America is the Missouri, and yeah. I could walk there from here. Okay, it's one of the main rivers in Montana. I should have clicked more. Yeah, it should've is. It is. <laughs> it is one of your top rivers. Yeah, it's that's only a six hundred ninety-two mile river, whereas the Missouri River is twenty-three hundred and forty-one. Yeah, I mean, it's <sighs> it's appalling that the Mississippi gets all. Like, the Mississippi can't hold the candle to the Missouri, is what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. And now a topographical map presented by Laura Keitlinger. A <laughs> 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 couple of people are going to like that. Yeah. A couple of people are going to like that. It's pretty fun. It's more of a, it's more of a confessional story, you know yeah, what I right, mean? Right, with, right. with a lot of funny in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, listen to this. When something momentous happens to you, we have you give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. For our segment, Momentous Occasions, one person has done that very thing, and here is their call. Hey, Jordy, Justin, go. Uh, Well, fuck if your name's real bad right there. Jordy, Justin, go. Uh, I have a momentous occasion that kind of happened a long time ago. Um, So the story goes... um, Back in the late 70s, early 80s, my uncle was in the Marines. It was somewhat of a Marines or jail type situation. Either way, um, he was in the Marines, and he was driving down the highway, and he sees a limo pulled over. Uh, The limo had a flat tire, and so him and his buddy, his service buddy, jump out, and they say, hey, you need any help? Change a tire. Back window rolls down, and it is none other than Sammy Davis, Jr., so, Sammy Davis Jr., in a way to say thank you, says, hey, you and your friend, please come to my house later today. I'm having a get-together with some friends, um, and you, you guys will, will love to have you there as a thank you. Uh, day goes on. My uncle and his friend go to the party. At the party happens to be Burt Reynolds himself. Uh, I don't know exactly how they got into this conversation or how this started, but my uncle challenged Burt Reynolds to a game of pool. Uh, during that game of pool, Burt Reynolds, uh, uh, I guess he lost, um, forfeiting his belt buckle that he was wearing. Um, the momentous occasion, I guess, steps in right here because that belt buckle is now being worn by me every single day. And it reads, Burt Reynolds Ranch. And it has two horse asses and a big BR right in the middle. And I've been wearing it probably every day since. Um, I think I messed up on a bunch of words. Uh, play this if you want, but don't. <laughs> All right. What was his oh fuck at the beginning? I think he what was, did he it, see that was so this, wrong? This whole this whole call Cats had the lying with dogs. This whole et- call had the energy of like I'm doing this while changing lanes on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> like he just realized his exit is coming up, and he has to get over like four lanes. Ah! Oh fuck! He's pretty pumped about it. Not not unreasonably like. It, look, if I was wearing Burt Reynolds' belt, belt buckle, I'd want to call Jordan Jesse go about it too. Yeah, I mean, I might even call a real podcast. I would never shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Jordan, uh, J. Keith Van Stratton and I went to see this movie about Burt Reynolds the other day at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Amazing. Had this documentary about about Burt Reynolds, and um, he loved that ranch. He built it for his daddy. No, oh, that's really great. He loved daddy. But then guess what happened? He got addicted to pills and had to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, how fitting that the ultimate daddy loved his daddy. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's really beautiful. There's a... But his daddy was withholding. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> as daddies often are. But you're missing the, the main part of the story is that Burt Reynolds is hanging out with Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, yeah, that is You good. know. Who do you think was and wasn't Sarah hanging out with Sammy Davis Jr.? I mean, I presume the year on this, we're going to call it 1974. Yeah. Sounds about right. I want to say George Wallace. Right. Yeah. He's there. Wasn't. Not? He was not there because he's too too cool and funny. No, the governor. Oh, the governor. <laughs> not yeah. the stand-up comedian. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, I don't. Know, I can't George imagine Wallace. he probably was not. there. Yeah, yeah, probably Strom Thurmond missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David David Duke not in attendance. <laughs> P.W. Bota. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, some P.W. Bota humor on this show. <laughs> I think it's worth pointing out, and I don't want to like, I don't want to roast our caller too hard, but I think it's inappropriate that he wears this belt buckle every day. Yeah, Definitely. there are some occasions where Burt Reynolds' giant novelty belt buckle are probably not appropriate. I don't know. I mean, you're interviewing for a job at the Pep Boys. That's true. They say, "Tell me about this buckle." You tell them that story. They say, "Well, it sounds like you, friend, have an expertise in auto parts that you've inherited <laughs> from your Marines." You know, girl. as you know, I have a little crush on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, oh, who does? And the other day, he was on cable news, and he was, I assume, at his house. And he, there's a, there was a big, I don't know if it was a painting or a photo or what, but it was um, Frank Dean and Sammy. Mm. And I love that Kareem just has that in his house, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the like boomer male version of the like live, laugh, love sign. Yeah. <laughs> of just the That's like. Really... I don't know. Kareem is an original person, and I bet he, I bet he has an original reason for putting that up there. That's true. Yeah, yeah. probably has to do some, somehow with Sherlock Holmes. Right. So we do have a song here that Brian has told us about. Yes. Brian, you have a microphone there. What's the nature yeah. of this song? So a man named uh, Ben uh, sent us this song. It was uh, based on something you sang a couple of weeks ago, Jesse. Uh huh. When was I singing on the show? And also, isn't Ben the name of every single one of your viewers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got a lot of I'm just guessing. All... A lot of Bens, yeah. a lot of Scots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of Scots. A lot of Travises, too, mm-hmm. I bet. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you, were, you were talking about a song that your, your mother used to sing to you, um, made specially for you uh, when, when you were a kid. Mm. So... Right, bundles, bundles, bundles bunting. buntings, and the big band sound is the yeah. title. Yeah. So, song. um, our friend Ben uh, did a little rendition of that. Now, Sarah, this is my mother nicknamed me Bundles Buntings. No one knows why. We think it has something to do with diapers. <laughs> um, and she sang a song that went with it, sang it well into my adolescence, um, in front of girlfriends, teachers, um. So yes, I sang the song. Is she it's a nice little it's a it's a sweet little song. Bundles bunting and the big band sound play for children all over town. Oh yeah. 
all the people they say. Bundles Buntings is a friend today. Playing the songs that children love to hear loud and clear. You know who that is singing, Sarah? <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the legend himself. Triple threat. If they think of, if, think of how a different history would be if Hitler's mom had sung that to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the premise of the new Marvel show. What if? <laughs> yeah. If they re- bundles, buntings, and there's an S at the end of buntings. Yeah, bundles, buntings, and the big band sound. That's, that's my band, or that's how I'm billed. So you're the yeah. band. You're like the band walls. leader. You're like you know. Uh, I'm like a Cab Calloway type figure. Yeah, and then you you became a teenager, and you're like, I'm not into big band. I'm into bebop, mom. <laughs> I'm into free jazz. <laughs> I only listen to Ornette Coleman now. <laughs> <laughs> I like spiritual jazz. I want to be mesmerized. <laughs> Fucking teenagers. <laughs> oh God. Fucking you teenagers. Know, I- I'm glad you brought that up, Jordan, because I fucking hate teens. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but trouble. There should be no electronic instruments in jazz. Thank you. Don't, don't listen to these fucking teens. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about with these teens, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just dulcimer or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Get a real instrument like a fucking dulcimer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jesus hey, Christ. Hey, Gen Z, learn about the glockenspiel. Yeah, where's your zithers on TikTok? Mm-hmm. I can actually play a glockenspiel, not to brag. Whoa. Really? How'd that... What's had... your top glocken jam? <laughs> Tico Tico, obviously. Oh. That's Beautiful. more of a xylophone song, but, you know, I can adapt. <laughs> you can, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Transpose it. Although, wouldn't it be beautiful on the vibes? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Boy, I just... used to love the vibes. Love a vibraphone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play any other mallet instruments, Sarah? I mean, marimba, xylophone, glockenspiel. That's is that all of them, or are yeah. there more? All your all your little hitters. What about mm-hmm. a t- what about a tuned drum like a timpani? No, I can't play the timpani. Oh. Shit. Why did we, Brian? Remind me why we booked Sarah. Bass drum, though, I can. Have you ever played bass drum? Have you ever played bass drum in orchestra? What happens at a concert is you stand there <laughs> for 45 minutes, and then you go like this. <laughs> and then your parents take you out for ice cream. <laughs> Whoa, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rules. Thrifty? Mm-hmm. I want bubble gum. <laughs> 206-984-4FUN, JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Hey, excuse me, everybody. I just uh, wanted to say a few words about the beautiful couple. I've known you two for a long time, and... You get along like peanut butter and chocolate. Or, you know, like like uh, comedy and culture, like uh, Maximum Fun Podcasts. <laughs> Actually, they're having a block party from October 11th to October 22nd. And that's kind of like your party, right? 
you have a community of friends and family, and Max Fun has a community of shows and audiences that support them. You're having a new start with your life together, and Max Fun will be putting out new episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So it's a great time to introduce your friends to your favorite show or jump into one you haven't tried Is before. He still talking about podcasts? And they're setting up a volunteer event where we can help out our local communities. Plus, Maximum Fun is going to have games, prizes, Episode Rex, so much other fun stuff. What's wrong with Kyle? Is he okay? Oh! (laughs) Anyways, anyways, sorry for getting carried away there. If it's all right with everybody here, let's all raise our glasses for a toast to the Max Fun Block Party, which you can learn more about at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party, and don't forget to join in on October 11th. Actually, that... That sounds pretty cool. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Sarah Jane Vowell, The Jackalope. Sarah, you're the author of numerous best-selling books. But yeah, let's say- and I, cl- I sit there for years trying to squeeze as much information as possible into every sentence just to not waste anyone's time. Mm-hmm. And now I see, like, there are other ways to make a living, clearly, based <laughs> on this show. Yeah. You just flip a microphone on, yeah. you know, whatevs. Yeah, well, you know, at least we're not a bunch of fucking phonies. You don't have to read the four volumes of James A. Garfield's diaries. This. You don't get to read the four <laughs> volumes of James A. Garfield's diaries. Yeah. And let's be honest, Elliot Kalin's probably read the four volumes of James James sure. Garfield's diaries, and he's wasting as much time as we are. Yeah. We're probably right this very minute. I think one of the misconceptions about this show is is, is it is not well researched. I mm-hmm. have read the entire People's History of Wario. <laughs> yeah. It's Mario's it really enemy. Gives you- yeah, you're so tired of hearing about Mario from the viewpoint of the ruling class. Thank you. Yeah, history's um, written by the winners. Yeah. That's a really It's good written point. by the writers, Jordan. <laughs> Guess you're right. Wow. And we're none of us are winners. Yeah. <laughs> Except for maybe Sir Anthony Beaver. <laughs> Who's that? I mean, we can look, we're looking through your webcam. We can see your beautiful home. You're winning all day. <laughs> Sarah Vowell's got a gorgeous, oh, yeah. uh, a gorgeous runner on her dining room table. This is beautiful stuff going on oh, at yeah. Sarah Vowell's mm, house, you. and all the thank more you. impressive knowing how uh, how how inflated those Bozeman uh, real estate prices are. That's yeah. true. It's true. Sarah bought early. Yeah, you got to buy early. Mm. Yeah, she used that radio on money. Folks, <laughs> 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 that's one of her early books. Yes. Uh, Sarah, let's say we're, let's say we're going to pitch one rollicking tale from one of your many, uh, books of popular history, mm-hmm. your, uh, fun and fascinating books of popular history. What's a rollicking tale that we can pitch for people who have not read a Sarah Val book before, because their lives are empty <clears throat> for not having read them. Well, you know, when, um, President McKinley was assassinated, Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was married, and his wife became a widow. Mm-hmm. And rollicking so far, <laughs> yeah. And then she spent the rest of her life in a rocking chair, knitting bedroom slippers. <laughs> and she put a photo of her husband in her 
and her knitting bag. So every time she reached for a new ball of yarn, she could see William McKinley's face. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Assassination Vacation by Sarah Vowell <laughs> for that and more rollicking tales of popular history. Yeah, it's all rollicking. I should have done the Puritans one time when the Boston Puritans were going to visit the um, Plymouth Pilgrims. They took a they took a little boat down from Boston to Plymouth, and there was um there was like a sleet storm, and it was so cold, and all the water sloshed into the boat, and then it froze, and their legs were frozen to the boat. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, some history. Yeah, it's fucking some metal history. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think I. I think I need to. I need to. You know, double check on your on your Wikipedia. But I think I am a Sarah Vowell completist. I think I have read all of your books and I've loved every one of them. And I think that if uh, people are people are out there looking for a great read that is both funny and informative, uh, you can do no better. The Sarah Val book. I love them. Yeah, she's no phony, folks. <clears throat> no phony. Thanks, as real buddy. as it gets. No matter, no matter what Don says. Yeah, fucking Don. Don. Fucking Don. You know what? Don, if you're listening right now. Mm-hmm. He's not. I want you. <laughs> yeah, Ben is listening. Ben <laughs> yeah. and Scott. All the Bens. And Travis. First not of all. Not Don, though. Travis. Let Don know. <laughs> Let Don know that I am so sick, Don, via Travis. Ben, let Travis know to tell Don if he mm-hmm. sees him at the A&P. I am so sick of Don's bullshit. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. And if I see Don, Travis, Ben, tell Travis to tell Don this. If I see Don, whap. Right in the schnoz. Bam. Whap! Right in the schnoz. I mean, you can understand it, you know, anthropologically, that Generation X was overly concerned with authenticity. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm concerned Like, I was a phony. Eddie Vedder was a phony. Sarah, I'm a millennial, so you know what I'm concerned with? What? Whop! Right in Don's <laughs> schnoz. Yeah. Okay, give him one of those. Right. It's one of our famous millennial right crosses. Mm-hmm. Right to the old schnoz, right to the old Gen X schnoz. Right, then you get a participation trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Sarah Val, the great Sarah Val. Oh, this the was program. the wind-up? This is the conclusion? Yeah, this is the conclusion. It's me threatening Don. <laughs> wow. Well, letting Ben know to let Travis <laughs> right. know that I'm threatening I mean, Don. I once ended a book with... Um, President Kennedy giving a speech about the Puritans when really what it was really about was how he was deathly afraid of being in charge of the nuclear arsenal. <laughs> so that's another way to end. We're both, listen, we're both known for our dismounts. Well, what I did is mm-hmm. I said I would punch Don. <laughs> yeah, I said I'd punch Don is what I said. Never punch someone in my life. Uh, on that
on the stream this week is Valerie Moffat. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. That's where we've been streaming the show as we record it. And I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.